0: Well, thank you for joining me again for Rev. Kev and The Root, where we get to the root and not just the shoot. Let's say a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, I ask that you would give us revelation from on high. I ask, Lord, that you would open our spiritual ears, our spiritual eyes, that you would let our spiritual senses be in tune with what your spirit is saying to the church today. And, Lord, I ask that you would help us to be sensitive, Lord, that you would help us to be receptive and have uh ears that hear and eyes that see and a heart that understands lord help us to have uh good ground lord help our the ground of our heart to be broken up to be fallow ground um to be good ground in good soil lord not fallow but good ground and pliable lord help us to be pliable in your hands lord you're the one you're the potter we're the clay and you said lord how can the play say to the potter why have you made me thus and so lord we ask that you would have your will and your way today in the name of yeshua we pray amen uh good morning good evening good afternoon whatever time of day it is where you are amen we talked about the house of god on in our last podcast and this podcast is simply entitled inside of the house of god inside of the house of god Whenever there is uh, a thing uh, in the natural, but also in the spiritual, when there is a particular thing such as the house of God, there is always an inner working. And so that's what we want to talk about today. The inner working of the house of God, the inside of the house of God, you know, even with our bodies, with our physical bodies, which is the the bible says is the temple of the holy spirit there is an inside or a, an internal working the, we have we are put together a certain way and there are very uh much intricacies about our uh this temple our bodies but there is also intricacies about the temple of god in the former covenant or old testament and there are many different furnishings and many uh, different uh, aspects of the house of God uh, that we want to look at and one of the things that I want to say about the spiritual realm the house of God the things of God is that everything in God uh, is interconnected even we ourselves because the Apostle Paul says or the Apostle Shual in Hebrew says Um, That in the book of Acts, that in uh, Acts chapter 17, when he was on Mars Hill uh, in Athens, and he uh, looked around and he saw different uh, uh, objects of worship that they had set up. But then he saw an altar with this inscription, and on the inscription that was placed on the altar that, that the Apostle Paul saw, it said, to the unknown God, and... Then Paul said to the people of Athens, he said, what you worship ignorantly or what you ignorantly worship uh, is someone who is unknown. I'm going to declare him unto you. And then one of the things that he said in his declaration of God to the people on Mars Hill in Athens, he said that in him, speaking of God, in him we live and move and have Our being. And so, as I said uh, just a few minutes ago, that everything in the spiritual realm is interconnected. There is an interconnectedness even with us and with our maker, our creator, God. Uh, Before we go any further, I'd like to read our foundational scripture, which is found in the book of Hebrews, um, chapter five, beginning with verse number of 11. Excuse me. Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 11, and it says, Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again. Uh, they had to have a repeat, a redo, which be the first principles of the oracles of God or the speak speakings or the communications of God is what oracles are talking about and are become such as have need of milk. The uh, the writer says they have need of milk and not of strong meat. Strong meat speaks of solid food. Uh, milk speaks of uh, uh, liquid food uh, in a sense or a liquid drink that um, is not hard for them to digest. In uh, chapter verse 13 for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe or a baby or immature he or she is immature if they use milk or if they need milk in the spirit but strong meat he says belong to them that are of full age or full age speaks of maturity those that are mature even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. There's good things and there's evil things, but we have to have our senses exercised to know uh, the difference, not just talking about uh, just in society, but also in our own lives, and not just talking about um, fornication or uh, uh, theft or murder or anything like that, but there are things that... Uh, May seem in themselves to be okay, but yet they are evil The root of those things are evil We'll get into that on another day Um, But as I said on the last podcast, we were talking about the house of God Now we want to talk about inside of the house of God Um, If you would turn with me uh, to Exodus or Shemot chapter 25 and we have read this scripture previously but we're going to read it again amen uh exodus or Shemot, which is what exodus the name exodus in hebrew is Shemot, which means names excuse me because if you look at the beginning of the book of exodus uh as the children of israel were going into the uh, land of egypt or Mizraim, or into Africa, which is where Egypt is in Africa. Uh, before they dug the Suez Canal, it was Upper Africa and Lower Africa, but they uh, tried to break up the land. But anyway, we'll get into that at another time. Uh, Shemot or Exodus chapter 25, beginning with verse 1 And the Lord spake unto Moses or Moshe, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly. God doesn't want anything from us that we are giving to him grudgingly or uh, not really wanting to give to him. But he asks us and he wants us to give freely. Even in the New Testament, where Paul was taking up the offering for the church, uh, the Bible says that uh, uh, give not grudgingly or of necessity. Then it says, For God loves a cheerful giver. He says, Of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, with his mind, which is what the heart is, ye shall take my offering, and this is the offering which ye shall take of them, gold and silver and brass. Now these are the things for the building of the house of God, and blue and purple and scarlet, and fine linen, and goat's hair, and ramskins dyed red, and badger skins and sheetum wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for sweet incense, onyx stones, and stones to be set in the ephod, which was the breastplate uh, for, the high, for the priest, but also for the high priest. And in the breastplate, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them, according to all that I shew thee, after the pattern, after the pattern. Of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall ye make it. So the tabernacle or the temple had a pattern for that, and all of the instruments inside of the tabernacle also had a pattern. Uh, and God was serious, and He's still serious about what He does, and uh, He chose workmen to build this tabernacle god didn't just put builders there who were just you know everyday people but he put builders there for his house that he himself had chosen and listen in exodus or Shemot, chapter 31 listen to what god says by the spirit of god through the uh through the hand of Moshe or moses uh, by inspiration as he caused Moses to write these things down, which is what we have in front of us today, our Bibles. Uh, Moses wrote uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Uh, but listen to what he writes in Shemot or Exodus chapter 31, beginning with verse 1. And the Lord speak unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel." The son of Uri, the son of her of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding, wisdom and understanding and knowledge. These three things, wisdom, understanding and knowledge and in all manner of workmanship, wisdom, understanding, knowledge and workmanship. He had four things that God had filled him with in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works. To work in gold and in silver and in brass. Now, you'll see a lot of numbers that are uh, present here throughout the reading of the scriptures. uh, And all of those numbers are significant. We'll get into numbers later, but uh, and not the book of numbers. But I'm talking about each number, each numerical value that God has put into his word has significance. He says to devise cunning works to work in gold and silver and in brass and in cutting of stones to set them and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, I have given with him Aholiab. This is going to be the one who's going to work with uh, 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 on the temple uh, with Bezalel. His name is Aholiab, the son of uh, Ahisamach. Of the tribe of Dan, so both of these workmen came from inside of the tribes of Israel, uh, which were the children of Jacob, which were Joseph's brothers. And in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. The tabernacle of the congregation, and the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat that is thereupon. And all the furniture of the tabernacle and the table, I'm sorry, and the table and his furniture and the pure candlestick with all of his furniture and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offering with all his furniture and the laver and his foot. Now the things I'm reading now are the different instruments that are inside of the tabernacle and the cloth of service and the holy garments for Aaron the priest and uh, the garments of his sons to minister in the priest's office, and the anointing oil and sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded thee, shall they do. God says, according to all that I have commanded thee, shall they do. Now listen, now we read uh, in Shemot or Exodus chapter 31 verse 1, through verse 11. Now I want to read uh, Shemot or Exodus chapter 35, uh, verse 30. This is God repeating himself. He says, And Moses said unto the children of Israel, See, the Lord hath called by name Bezalel the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. And he hath filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, and to devise curious works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass, and in the cutting of stones to set them, and in carving of wood to make any manner of cunning work. And he hath put in his heart that he may teach both he and Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach of the tribe of Dan them hath he filled with wisdom of heart to work all manner of uh, of work of the engraver and of the cunning workman and of the embroider in blue and in purple and in scarlet and in fine linen and of the weaver even of them that do any work and of those that devise cunning work uh, let me read a little bit of uh, chapter 36. Then wrought Bezalel and Aholiab, and every wise hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding, to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary according to all that the Lord had commanded. And Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab, and every wise hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even every one whose heart stirred him up to come. Unto the work to do it, and they received of Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of uh, of the service of the sanctuary to make it withal, and they brought yet unto him free offerings every morning, and all the wise men that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came every man from his work which they made now if you notice in these passages of scripture that we just read that it was God that filled Aholi, uh and Bezalel with with wisdom knowledge understanding and workmanship and you know so, sometimes people are able to do various things you know uh, whether it be to create Uh, various uh, electronics, or whether it be science or uh, whatever it may be, you know, that we have to remember that it was God that gave us these abilities, these capabilities to be able to do these things uh, that we do. And sometimes man gets beside himself and he thinks that it's him uh, that has done these various things, but In all reality, it is God that places within us. You know, sometimes we may feel inadequate in certain areas, but if God has called us to that area, and we've heard these things before. I'm not telling you anything new, but I'm reminding us that if we have been called by God, these men were handpicked by God, not Moses. They were handpicked by God. They were called by God and God gave them what they needed in in order to be able to do the job that he had called them to do you know and sometimes we ask god for abilities to do things that he have not called us to do and then we're disappointed when god doesn't give us those abilities and god will only uh you know god will only honor his own will you see god doesn't honor our will he honors his will he said when we ask anything according to his will so still it's his will but not our will you know and even jesus uh uh taught his disciples to pray our father with art in heaven thy thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth a lot of times we're trying to do our will on earth but earth is not a place for our will to be done. It's not a place for the will of man to be done, but earth is a place for the will of God to be done. You know, whether it be in our economics, whether it be in our uh, counseling, uh, whether it be in in our uh, hospitals, uh, even with this COVID uh, pandemic, whatever it may be, we need to look for God's will to be done in everything. You see, not just in church or in synagogue on Shabbat, you know, but we need for God's will to be done in everything, in our children, in our adults, in our children's schools. You see, uh, we need to ask for God's will to be done. And I know that some people don't believe in God and I know some people don't want what God has at all, period, because they don't want to answer. They don't want to be accountable to God. So therefore, you know, they they try to um, convince themselves that you know, it's all right to be uh, autonomous or it's OK, you know, for me not to believe in God. But the Bible says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And I don't argue with people like that, because one day this is my belief that one day we'll all know the truth. And so I don't have to argue. And in, in, in besides that, uh, just because a person doesn't accept God or accept his son, Yeshua, Jesus, uh, doesn't mean that he doesn't exist when a person doesn't accept the truth or accept what God has it doesn't make it none less true but it's just them deceiving their own self uh i was looking for a, a verse of scripture but it's found in uh, in the book of Romans and Paul was talking to the church at Rome and uh he, you know he was telling them it's in uh in uh, Romans chapter 1 But it says, um, well, let me just read a little bit of this and we'll get to it. It says in uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 18, he says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shewed it unto them. For the invisible things, speaking of God, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, talking about mankind. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Darkened, Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image uh, or into an image made like unto corruptible man. So they made these images. Uh, and tried to get God to look like man, even though man supposed to look like God. And to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. They were serving one another. For this cause God gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did. Uh, change the natural use in that which is against nature uh, but one of the, the verses that I was looking for uh, and I don't know if I can find it right now because it wasn't uh, on my mind at the time to put it into the podcast but it said that they did they uh, did not like to retain God in their knowledge speaking of man they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. And so God filled these men with the wisdom that they needed, with the workmanship that they needed to be able to build him a house. But not only build the house, but also uh, make the furnishings uh, for that particular um, house of God. Now, if you would turn with me to Exodus or Shemot, chapter 24, and we're going to look at uh, verse... Let me look at verse six, uh, Exodus 24, six and Moses. We're going to read down from there. And Moses took half of the blood and put it on, uh, put it in basins and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar and took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people. And they said, all the all that the Lord hath said, uh, we will. Will we do all that? The Lord have said, will we do. And be obedient and Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said behold the blood of the covenant Which the Lord hath made with you concerning all these words Then went up Moses and Aaron Nadab and Abihu and seventy of the elders of Israel And they saw the God of Israel and there was under his feet as it were a paved work of sapphire stone and as it were, the body of heaven in clearness. And upon the the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also, they saw God and did eat and drink. Now, I don't know if they saw God in a vision or in a dream, or in a trance, or whatever. But I know that the Bible said that no man has, can see God and live. So I know they didn't see God just as He was. But maybe He gave them a vision. And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount. And be there, and I will give thee tables of stone and a law and a commandment which I have written that thou mayest teach them. And Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua and Moses went up into the mount of God. I like that the scripture says that because whatever we teach should be straight from God. Uh, Verse 14, And he said unto the elders, Tarry ye here for us until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and her are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. So, if anyone have any quarrels or have any disagreements, go to Aaron and her. Uh, Joshua and Moses were going up into the mountain, and Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount, and the glory of the lord abode upon the mount sinai and the cloud covered it six days now six is the number of man we know revelation tells us that that six is the number of man uh also six are is the days that god uh created the earth and on the seventh day he rested and the seventh day he called unto moses so on the sabbath uh or on shabbat god called unto moses hashem called to moshe out of the midst of the cloud and the uh and the sight of the glory of the lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of israel remember we can't get away from the senses that we're talking about the sense of sight and sound but uh more so the spiritual senses and moses went into the midst of the cloud and get him up into the mount, and Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. How many days and nights did Jesus fast? 40 days and 40 nights. And there's other various things that happen throughout the word that in, in, involve the number 40. All right, um, let's skip over and we're going to read Shemot or Exodus chapter 25, verse 23. We're going, starting to get into the instruments or into the internal inner working of the tabernacle. We're talking about the table right here. Um, thou shalt also make a table of sheedium wood. Two cubits shall be the length thereof, and a cubit, and a uh, and a and a cubit the breadth thereof. Excuse me, and a cubit and a half the height thereof. And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold and make there to a crown of gold round about, and so we said that everything in the spirit realm is interconnected, but also uh, everything in the spirit realm has its own spiritual dimensions. Uh, because you have to remember that everything that's, that we're reading about is uh, part of the pattern that God showed Moses of the tabernacle that is in heaven. And thou shalt make unto it a border of an handbreadth round about, and thou shalt make a gold crown to the border thereof round about. And also we have to remember that God is the one who decides how long, how wide, how deep uh, the the spiritual realm is. Uh, It all belongs to him. And thou shalt make for it four rings of gold and put the rings in the four corners that are on the four foot or four feet thereof so 4444 four, four, four. so uh, over against the border shall the rings be for places of the staves to bear the the table and also uh, everything in the spirit realm has great significance very very great significance God doesn't do anything and he shows us that in the natural realm Paul said first the natural then the spiritual so if we look at this natural realm uh, we can also learn something about the spiritual realm. Now, what am I saying? Uh, he, you know, he everything that God created, the moon, the sun, the stars, the wind, the rain, everything has a place. And if you look at this table that God is telling Moshe about in, in this pattern that he is to build or at the Holy up and Bezalel are to build, you see that everything has significance. Everything has its place. Nothing is haphazard. Nothing is just thrown together. Everything has its own specific place. God is a God of order, the Bible says. That's what Paul said. God is a God of order. Verse 29 of Exodus chapter 25. And thou shalt make the dishes thereof, the spoons thereof, and covers thereof, and bowls thereof, to cover with all of pure gold. And you'll notice this uh, uh, mineral uh, gold throughout The passages of scripture that we're going to read shalt thou make them and thou shalt set upon the table show bread or shoe bread as some people pronounce it before me always. Now, remember, Jesus said or Yeshua said that I am the living bread. He said your father ate manna or manna in the wilderness, he said, but I am that bread that came down from heaven. He said, I'm the living bread. Uh, verse 31 of exodus 25 and thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold now listen of beaten work shall the candlestick be made his shaft and his branches his bowls and his knobs, and his flowers shall be of the same why did the lamp uh the 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 golden lamp the the seven stem menorah why did it have flowers on it and i believe that god gave me the revelation that revelation is like a flower that blooms and that continues to grow. It starts off small sometimes, but then it continues to grow. And revelation is never uh, a static, but revelation is dynamic. He said it's a candlestick, it's a light. David said in Psalms uh, 119, 105, thy word is a lamp and a light to what? To my feet to give me direction." All right. In verse 32 and six branches shall come out of the sides of it. Three branches of the candlestick out of the one side and three branches of the candlestick out of the other side. Three bowls made like unto almonds. And also, let me say this, that he said that it's of one beaten work. This is what he said in in verse 31 of uh, Exodus chapter 25. It's of one beaten work. And what does that mean? That we don't we should never. Uh, And God doesn't, but we should. In other words, let me say it to you this way. That revelation is not haphazard. Revelation, all revelation is interconnected. God will never tell you one thing and then, you know, something else that just doesn't seem like it fit or whatever. But revelation, all revelation is interconnected. All revelation should complement whatever revelation you have gotten previous to the revelation that you get now should complement the revelation that you got before. You understand what I'm saying? So, uh, so God doesn't he doesn't speak haphazardly or vaguely or anything like that. And he says, my sheep know my voice. So everything, all revelation is interconnected. It all uh, is, is one thing. Verse 33 of Exodus chapter 25, three bowls made like unto almonds with a knop and a flower in one branch. And we'll talk about the almonds on another day. And three bowls made like almonds in the other branch with a knob and a flower. So in the six branches that come out of the candlestick and in the candlestick shall be four bowls made like unto almonds. A matter of fact, we're going to dissect this whole uh, candlestick. With their knops and their flowers, and there shall be a knop unto, uh, excuse me, there shall be a knop under two branches of the same, and a knop under two branches of the same, and a knop under two branches of the same, according to the six branches that proceed out of the candlestick. Their knops and their branches shall be of the same. All it shall be one beaten work of pure. Gold, one beaten work. Remember, all revelation is interconnected. Matter of fact, all spiritual things are interconnected. Verse 37 says, And thou shalt make the seven lamps thereof, and they shall light the lamps thereof, that they may give light over against it. And tongs thereof, and the snuff dishes thereof, shall be of pure gold, of a talent. Of pure gold shall he make it with all these vessels and look that thou make them after their pattern. God is reminding him to make to remember to make them after their pattern, which will shew thee in the mountain. Now, there's two places in the book of Revel, I'm sorry, in the book of uh, Exodus that God spoke of the workmen that were going to work on the temple. There's two places. So he says it, then he repeats it. And why does God say something again and then or say something and then repeat it again? It's for emphasis. Uh, and you know in the Bible that when uh, Isaiah was in the temple, he said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. It's emphasis. And then he emphasizes again in uh, uh, Exodus chapter 25, verse 40. He says, and look, in other words, pay attention and remember, take heed Uh, That thou make them after their pattern, which was shewed thee in the mount. Before we step out on any endeavor, whether we say it's God or whatever. uh, And when I say whatever, I mean whatever thing we may be doing at that particular time. uh, That we need to receive instructions from God. Because man was created to be. An agent of God, you know, or a, in, a, in a citizen of His kingdom, in order to carry out the will of God, in order to uh, do the things on earth that God wants done. Now, listen. Uh, in uh, Exodus chapter 27, um, in verse 20, it says, "And thou shalt command the children of Israel." that they bring the pure oil, pure oil, olive oil, beaten for the light, you know, in other words, you know, the the olives had to be crushed, and you don't get what's inside of a thing, really, especially olives and grapes and things like that, until you crush them, you see, and and so um, a price was paid for this oil for the to light the lamp. And thou shalt command the children of Israel. I'm reading verse twenty again of Exodus chapter twenty-five that they bring the pure oil, olive beaten for the light to cause the lamp to burn always. This lamp was never supposed to go out in the temple. Revelation is never supposed to go out. It's never the light of revelation is never supposed to go out and you have to have oil in the lamp in order for the lamp to burn you remember when uh, he talked about the 10 virgins and five were wise and five were foolish and they had lamps and they had oil in their lamps but then some of them ran out of oil and they tried to go to the the one that had the oil uh just uh that had extra oil but it was for their lamp and they said go to the ones that we went to To get the oil for your lamp. Verse 21. In the tabernacle of the congregation. Without the veil. In other words outside of the veil. Is where this lamp was supposed to be. Which is before the testimony. Aaron and his sons. Shall order it from. Evening to morning. Before the Lord. And it shall be a statute. Forever. Unto their generations. On the behalf of. Of the children. Of Israel. So he talks about this. This lamp. And we've said that the lamp. Uh, speaks of. Uh, revelation. Uh, from God. And we gave a scripture. Uh, in. Uh, in uh, Psalm. one nineteen one o five. Thy word is a lamp. To my feet. And a light to my path. Amen. And so we talked about that. Um, I also want to want to read another passage of scripture, it's found in Revelation, uh, the book of Revelation, um, when Jesus was talking to the uh, talking to John or John when he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos, and he got a revelation from God. Revelation chapter 1 verse 12 it says and I turned is John speaking and I turned to see the voice that spake with me and being turned he says I saw seven golden candlesticks and in the midst of the seven candlesticks one like unto the son of man clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle his head and his hair were white like wool as white as snow and his eyes were as a flame of fire so he says i saw uh, the candlesticks and also i saw yeshua which is who i believe in in jesus he he bears that out because he said i'm the one that walks in the midst of the seven candlesticks uh, down in revelation 118 he says i am he that liveth, and was dead and behold i am alive forevermore amen and have the keys of hell and of death write the things which thou see, hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches and so this particular item that is in the the tabernacle uh not only speaks of revelation but it also speaks of the church amen it also speaks of the church and i'm I'm seeking uh to find a passage of scripture and uh maybe I can find it before the end of the podcast, but basically what the scripture is talking about uh the candlestick let me see let me read this passage of scripture right here uh exodus chapter thirty seven verse seventeen we're almost out of time. But let me read this. And he made the candlestick a pure gold of beaten work, made he the candlestick his shaft, and his branch, his bowls, his knops, and his flowers were the same, and uh six branches going out of the sides thereof, three branches of the candlestick out of one side thereof, and three branches of the candlestick out of the other side thereof, three bowls made uh after the fashion of almonds, in one branch a knop and a flower, and three bowls made like almonds. In another branch a knop and a flower. So throughout the six branches going out of the candlestick, and in the candlestick were four bowls made like almonds, his knops and his flowers. And a knob under two branches of the same, and a knob under two branches of the same, and a knop under two branches of the same, according to the six branches going out of it, their knobs and their branches were of the same. All of it was one beaten work of pure gold. And he made his seven lamps and his snuffs and his snuff dishes of pure gold of a talent of pure gold made he it and all the vessels thereof. And so we see how God, you know, gave these men. I don't know if they were young men or if they were older men or what have you. Uh, gave them it didn't uh, gave them the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding and the workmanship to do the things That needed to be done in the temple of god, you know when when you're looking or when there's a church You know god will bring the people there that he wants there that he has called there To do the work and sometimes There's problems in the church because there are people uh, trying to operate in the things of God in the different offices within the church that God didn't put there. You know, they, they decided that they wanted to be there or the preacher decided to put them there or, you know, sometimes you have a family situation and the family wants them there. But did God really place them there to do whatever needs to be done, you know, and that's, that's something that, uh, only that particular people can answer. Um, but as I said, you know, we talk about the, uh, the, 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 uh, the lamp, the seven stem golden menorah is called, uh, in the house of God. And I preached a message one time and I was talking about this particular lamp uh, that lights uh, in the house of God. And, you know, the, the way that the lamp is positioned in the tabernacle, it was positioned in such a way that the light from the lamp shined on the table of shoebread. Did you hear me? The light from the lamp shined on the table of shoe bread. And as I mentioned already, Jesus, Yeshua said that I am that living bread. That bread that came down from heaven, you see. And the point that I'm making is that the lamp shined on the table... Of showbread. Jesus said that I am the living bread. So, in other words, all revelation should shine forth on the bread. You see, if someone says that they have revelation from God, but yet it doesn't speak who Jesus is, who Yeshua is, this particular revelation that they claim to have, if it doesn't Give you a greater understanding of who he is, then I doubt that it is true revelation. Because all revelation will illuminate Jesus. All true revelation will illuminate Jesus or eliminate, I'm sorry. Illuminate not eliminate well those other uh revelations they Eliminate a lot of things about jesus and a lot of things about yeshua that uh, you know Um That it should not But if it's true revelation Then that revelation Will speak to you Of who jesus is And speak greater things about his personality and uh his will in the earth you see so we should not be carried about by someone who says well I have revelation from God and God told me to tell you that blah 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 you see but if but first of all the first thing is is that this revelation will be in keeping with who he is Did you hear what I said? This revelation will be in keeping with who Jesus Yeshua really is. And it won't deviate. It won't. You see, sometimes people like for the light to be on them. You see, a lot of preachers, they like for the light to be on them. They want to be in what is called by some the limelight. And they want that light to shine on them. And they want to be the one, you know. But Jesus, if it doesn't glorify Jesus, if the revelation doesn't glorify Jesus, if the revelation doesn't speak to you of who Jesus is, if that light does not shine on Christ, then I would, you know, quickly get away from whoever that is that's giving you something that they're saying is revelation but it doesn't tell you anything about jesus it doesn't tell you anything about his personality it doesn't tell you anything about who he is then it's not true revelation because true revelation the 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 light in the temple always shined on the bread you see and jesus said that i i am that living bread and so if that revelation doesn't shine on him then don't don't accept it. You know, Paul talked about people being carried away in the word by all these myths and fables and, you know, all these things that supposedly is from God but is is not from God at all. You see? And we should not allow ourselves to be, it, there's always a measure. There's all, even in the spirit, there's always a way to measure uh, things. There's always a way to measure prophecy. There's always a way to measure preaching. There's always a way to measure uh, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. There's always a way to measure those things. And we measure those things by the light. What direction are those things shining the light? you see what 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 way is the light shining if the light is shining on earthly things and you know uh uh, getting more and getting more and getting bigger and all these kind of things then you know that that's not shining on jesus because jesus said don't take any thought for your life what you're going to wear what you're going to eat what you're going to put you know he said that seek first the kingdom of god in other words because we have a covenant with god those things are included in the covenant that's not something that i even have to worry about because it's already in the writing it's already he said that your father knows what things you need you see and i'm just giving you one aspect of how to measure he said he said your father already knows what things you need you don't even have to ask him for it, because he knows what you need it's not like he you know I don't know what any I need them to tell me what they need. No, I already know what they need. He's not He's He far surpasses Our earthly parents now, you know And so god already knows so the thing that we need to do is to measure every thought That we have measure every motor every motive That we have measure what we hear measure what we see measure what's said by someone else measure the teaching that we're getting, measure the preaching that we're getting by this fact that all revelation shines on Jesus. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. The light that, we, that we're seeking will show us the bread. The light will always, if it's the right light, will always show us the bread which is Christ himself. So I'm out of time, but I pray that God bless you. I pray that God keep you. I pray that God keep you healthy and well and whole in body, soul, mind, and spirit. Father, I pray for your people, Lord, that you would minister to them, that you would keep them, that, Father, in the name of Yeshua, that you would cause them to be what you want them to be. And Lord, those that have lost loved ones to COVID, I pray that you'd comfort them, minister to their hearts. I thank you, Lord, for each and every person that has contacted me, that has emailed me, Father. And I thank you. I pray that you keep them and build them up in your kingdom and establish them, Lord. In the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen. If you want to email me, it's Kev and the Root 2020 at gmail.com, Kev and the Root 2020 at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless you.